0: And welcome to Inside IB, your guide to the ins and outs of student life at Imperial College Business School. This podcast is your one-stop shop of what it's like to study at Imperial on one of our Masters or MBA programmes, with advice from expert staff members and experienced students. For our final episode of the series, we're going to help you find out about which part-time MBA programme is right for you. If you want to continue working while studying for an MBA, then you should definitely consider the Global Online MBA or the Weekend MBA. In this episode, we'll hear from Head of Recruitment, Amanda Payne-Danson, who will introduce two of our part-time programmes and their unique elements. Following this, we'll chat to Weekend MBA student, Barzin Gavtash, who will share his experience on the programme so far. First up, we're joined by Amanda Payne-Danson, Head of Recruitment at the Business School. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Amy. It's lovely to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. I've got some rapid fire questions to start us off and get to know you a little better. Are you ready? Yep, go for it. Brilliant. First up, Can you tell us about your role and what you do here at the business school?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm the head of student recruitment at the business school. So I oversee the portfolio of programmes that we offer from the MSCs, the Masters to the MBAs, from the recruitment perspective. So student recruitment, so everything... Prior to application and kind of helping with applications as well. So, my team will get in touch with prospective students, people looking to study at the business school. They can reach out to our team as well. Um, we host a number of events throughout the year. We often travel abroad as well to, to speak with international students and at home. Obviously, been a bit. COVID permitting recently but our aim is to find and and nurture the best and brightest talents to help them with their journey to, to the business school.
0: And how long have you been in the team Amanda?
1: So I've been at Imperial, oh, I think it's just under nine years now. And have you had a number of different roles in that time? Yeah, so I started off um, as a recruitment coordinator um, and then uh, I was a regional recruitment manager and then I've been in my current role as head of student recruitment for I think about the last two years now. Okay, brilliant. And what's your favourite thing about working at Imperial? There's so many things I like about working at Imperial. I think um, What's kept me here over the years is I have some really fantastic colleagues that I work with, but of course, you know, it's the business school itself that I really like that it's constantly changing and adapting and innovating and being of imperial college london there's so many things that are happening all the time you know and that's really inspiring to to be able to be a part of this ecosystem and it, it's such a great community to be involved in okay so our last rapid fire
0: question can you share the ib insider scoop where's your favorite place to go in the local area after a
1: busy day at work one of my favorite places in london well, slightly outside of london is richmond um so there's a richmond park so you can go for a nice walk see the deer um there's lots of nice little country pubs by the river and in kind of richmond itself there's this uh, cricket pitch a cricket green so you can always go to a pub have a drink and watch the cricket it's just so so british Uh, i really love that scene that sounds lovely and what about on campus what's
0: your favorite place
1: on campus I quite like just sitting in the quad area a bit hard to describe but there's some lovely tables and chairs and again in the summertime where the weather's nice you could just sit outside enjoy your lunch very peaceful I like it. Brilliant thanks Amanda and um, now let's get on to the topic for
0: this episode part-time MBA programs. Firstly why do you think part-time MBAs are attractive for some professionals?
1: I think part-time MBAs are, are really an attractive proposition because it allows an individual to keep working and, and and doing their day job whilst undertaking an MBA program. We have different offerings. You know, We have our, our weekend MBA and our global online MBA, which are slightly different. I'm sure I can go into more detail later, but they're really attractive for people who want to apply what they're learning straight away but they don't need to take a career break. They can keep working in their jobs, getting better, possibly making you know, the career transition that they're looking to make. One really key thing that's very attractive is that they are still working. So you know, whilst being financially secure, having that income coming in, but having that ability to undertake an MBA uh, at the same time is, is a very attractive proposition. Do you think that part-time
0: MBAs have become more popular recently?
1: Yes, I think they have. You know, if we look at our two programs, the Weekend MBA and the Global Online MBA, take the Weekend MBA for example. It is based in London. It's, you know, for professionals not looking to do a full time program. They're at a certain point in their career, you know, excited to keep going with their career. And I think that's quite a. Uh, an attractive offering to people. I guess as the years have gone on, um, it's become you know more and more popular. I think that for that particular program, interest has really increased when people realise that they can do an MBA and continue to work. Whereas the global online MBA, you know, obviously a really key change over the last two years has been the effect that COVID has had. People realise that they can do so much more remotely uh, including studying online so that has been I think a really key driver for our global online MBA program especially during the pandemic you know the realization that I've got perhaps a, a bit more time to uh, than I realized I have the ability to connect with people all over the world for sure I think in recent times um, especially these two programs they really increased uh, in in popularity. That's
0: really interesting. And at Imperial, we've actually got three alternative options for people who don't want to take a career break and study full time. So one of those is the Executive MBA, which is, of course, designed for people who are already in senior leadership positions. But can you tell us a bit more about the other two programmes, Amanda, the um, the Global Online MBA and the
1: Weekend MBA? Yeah, sure. So the the Weekend MBA, it's really designed and, and aimed at people who don't want to have a career break um who want to to do an MBA and to have it impact on their their career the type of people doing these programs are Perhaps career accelerators, so looking to further accelerate their career, perhaps in their current company or uh, in a similar company, or career switches—people who want to make a change of, of sector or industry, location—but whilst having their current jobs to be able to, to to build on that. I think with the online MBA, there is a you know a similar profile. There is more of a mix of people at different stages of. Their career, but I think what actually unites both programs is that an individual is looking to build on perhaps an existing skill set of knowledge that they have, you know, whether that's a very technical knowledge or um, they know their sector very well and they're looking to add the business element to it, so a further push into perhaps more management, leadership, strategic positions. I think a key difference, though, between the programmes is it's actually down to the individual in terms of their own learning style and what they find to be beneficial to them, how they learn. You know, With the online MBA, obviously, there's a lot of online learning. Um, you do work with other people, but you have to find the rhythm that will suit you when you're working through the different modules. With a weekend MBA, because you come to the campus once every month, um, you know that you have that set structure in place and you know what you have to work towards.
0: And whereabouts in the world do, you, do the students typically join from um, with, with both of these programmes?
1: The Global Online MBA is such a, an international program. There are, as you'd expect, a lot of international students uh, who join, you know, from all corners of the world, whether that's, you know, Australia, Singapore, um, you know, all the way to, we have uh, students from Africa, Nigeria in particular. But we also have a number of students from the UK who kind of are able to benefit from being actually relatively close to the campus, but also having the opportunity to do uh, you know, uh, an online MBA. I won't name every single country that we have students coming from, but I think that is the wonderful thing about the global online MBA that is so diverse in terms of where our student body comes from. For the weekend MBA, um, the class is predominantly made up of of people who reside in the UK, um, in particular London, you know, being a program that is once a month at the campus in London, um, you know, this, I guess you could expect that. However, again, as you know, London's such a cosmopolitan city, um, you know, if we look actually at the nationality breakdown, um, it's very varied, you know, again, from people who are originally from, you know, perhaps North America um, or you know, across Europe, we have people that are from yeah various corners who have perhaps come and settled in London. Um, but equally, we do have some people that travel in um, for those weekends every month. Again, generally closer by so in Europe you know from Germany or Switzerland or France or Spain Portugal um, but we have had some people traveling from further overseas New York we even had uh, uh, somebody flying from Japan once so it's all dependent on the individual but that's a bit of an overview of the cohorts. Excellent thank you Amanda that's really helpful and
0: for the global online MBA is there also opportunity for those students to come to campus?
1: Yes, there is. So we do have induction week, um, which uh, is at the campus. In recent times with COVID, um, we have delivered this online and and multi-mode. So, you know, that is something that is a work in progress, depending on how the pandemic goes. But other than the induction, as I say, right at the end of the programme, there is the the capstone experience that is in person. And students can take up to two of their electives um, as on-campus electives too. So during the elective period when you're choosing and uh, studying the electives actually you're mixed up with people across the mba suite so this is a great networking opportunity so if you did want to do up to two modules two electives at the campus in person you certainly could and how long do both of the programs take to complete so, the weekend MBA is a twenty one month program, so just under two years um, starts in April um, our next intake is uh, not long away now fourth of April so um, you know we're, we're just uh, finalizing our class there. The global online MBA actually has uh, increased its options. you can complete the program in twenty four months that's the standard option or 21 months if you want the accelerated option or if you need a bit more time then there's an option to complete in 32 months. Okay excellent thank you Amanda Um, and
0: can I ask what unique elements each of those programs has? For the weekend
1: MBA I think a really unique element is that the format coming to the campus once a month really allows for a, an immersive experience during that long weekend, but with the ability to apply the learning off campus in the workplace and share that knowledge as well with um, fellow colleagues, with peers. I think having that particular format is, is definitely a unique point of, of the weekend MBA. And I think for the global online MBA, Hands down, it's got to be the technology that the program has delivered on the hub. It is award winning. It is bespoke. It has been created with students in mind. I haven't taken the program myself, but I've spoken with many students and alumni who say that having that experience, you know, they're not going through the modules as if it was a distance learning MBA. They feel very connected with each other with the faculty with the content and it's a very you know smooth learning experience they can learn literally anywhere in the world if they have to change countries for whatever reason or on, you know they're traveling they can download the videos they have got the scripts i think that is such a a unique part of the global online mba program that is very well received by by the students
0: Thank you so much for sharing that insight Amanda so we've we've covered a lot about both the global online MBA and the weekend MBA. What do you advise someone who's weighing up their options on what to do next?
1: I think I have three bits of advice that I would uh, I would recommend. Firstly, I think from an individual perspective, you know really think about what your own learning style is do you need to be with people you know and have a a classroom based experience in person or are you the kind of person that actually you're happy with learning online still having interaction with people but you have perhaps a bit more discipline and, and you know, you're happy to access materials more at a time that suits you, whether that's midnight or midday, or if you need um, just a little bit more structure to your learning. I don't want to take away that there's definitely structure to the online MBA, but I think preferred learning style is definitely a key bit of advice I have there to consider. Secondly um, is my advice is get in touch with the recruitment team at the business school. My team, we have, you know, a really great group of individuals who are ready and willing to speak to uh, any prospective students. And uh, we offer profile reviews for these two programs so you can submit your your CV and, uh, you know, we can arrange to have a, a chat with you. Um, alternatively, we do have a lot of events that are some virtual so online, some in person, some hybrid. Do connect with us because, you know, we're, we're very happy to uh, talk about you and your circumstances. And then my third bit of advice, again, this comes from actually the students and alumni who I've spoken with. Simply just just do it, you know, what, what are you waiting for? There's a, a lot of apprehension. I think people often talk themselves out of doing something that they know will be of benefit to them. So I think if you follow kind of, actually these three bits of advice, it will probably lead you to point three. Don't hold back if you want to do an MBA, if you're in the right mindset, if you've got the right goals and ambitions. Um, We're happy to talk you through it. But, you know, there's no reason not to go
0: ahead. That's really helpful advice. Thank you so much for sharing, Amanda. And thank you again for joining us today. Thank you, Amy. Our second guest today is Barzin Gavtash. Barzin is currently studying the weekend MBA. Hello and welcome to Inside IB. Hello, Amy. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to start off with some rapid fire questions. Are you ready?
2: Yep. Let's go for it. Great. What's your current role? Um, I am currently a um, technical manager of our global device development team at Kindeva Drug Delivery, which is a um, drug delivery company.
0: And, and, Whereabouts do you live at the moment?
2: Um, I am living um, pretty much very close to where the work is. So the town is called Loughborough in East Midlands and is pretty much um, famous for its uh, university.
0: So, how long does it take you roughly to travel to Imperial for the MBA?
2: So for the sessions that are, that are basically on-site sessions, on-campus sessions, uh, it normally takes me around um, two hours, two hours and a half driving from where I live, Loughborough, to, to London.
0: Okay, brilliant. And what's your highlight from Imperial so far? The, to
2: be honest with you, the list the listed is
0: is endless. I mean, I, I always
2: wanted to do this program, and I think the the delivery and the content of the program is uh, really fantastic. The other really highlight of this MBA for me is basically the the, the friends and and the people that I've uh, managed to meet, which probably under normal circumstances I couldn't have met, like uh, such a diverse you know, like population in terms of in terms of their technical, the different industries and all that. So that is a great opportunity.
0: That's brilliant to hear. And that actually brings me to my next question, which is, um, can you describe your cohort in three words? Smart, diverse, and fun. Excellent. Thank you for that. And for our last rapid fire question, where do you and your classmates like to hang out after lectures?
2: Pretty much anywhere, anywhere in London. I mean, we started from um, student union. And uh, from there, we went to different restaurants, pubs, you know, like all these different kind of places in uh, in London.
0: Now, onto our topic for today: studying a part time MBA. Can you tell us more about your career to date?
2: Sure. I've basically done a done a PhD in mechanical engineering at at, at Loughborough University, and after that, did a two year postdoc in collaboration with 3M, which is um, a multinational corporate. and And from there, I joined 3M as a as a technical specialist in the drug delivery division. After that, we basically became um, a standalone company called Kindeva Drug Delivery. And within Kindeva, I, um, again, started with some technical roles and from there moved into more like a managerial roles, which now today I've got a small to medium-sized team, uh, which basically spread globally, both in the UK and also in the US. And we are working on developing um, drug delivery solutions.
0: And what are your short-term and long-term career goals? Obviously, you're, you're in the process of doing your MBA at the moment, but um, what, what does the
2: future hold? One of the reasons that I've decided to 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 do an MBA was to be able to have the right knowledge at the right level to be able to take on more responsibilities. This can really be something probably at the higher level of decision making within an organization. So you really need to have the right underlying knowledge to be able to get into that position and do it properly.
0: That makes sense. Um, And going back a few years, can you tell us when you first decided that you wanted to do an MBA?
2: I always had a personal development plan if you will and I still I still have uh, my very first iteration of that when I joined uh, when I joined the industry pretty much after I graduated in 2016 again as I said I've always had this vision that I have to do it and I have to do it in an academic environment, I although although and I fully appreciate that there is a philosophy there that you, that says that you can learn a job, but I think that will come at more like a natural rate of growth. Whereas I really wanted to speed that growth uh, up as much as possible and doing it within a within the right academic framework.
0: Okay. And what process did you go through to narrow down your options when you you were looking at the different programs?
2: I had some criteria for myself. For example, I knew that I don't want to go somewhere outside of the UK to do it. So I was pretty much, you know, into like UK universities. I've looked at various universities. I looked at Financial Times ranking of different MBA programs. The other critical thing for me was that I wanted to be able to do it whilst I'm doing my job. So I've gone through all of those um, criteria and 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 basically had my had my short list of the universities that I wanted to approach, and uh, and the rest is history.
0: And how did you actually find out about Imperial?
2: The first time was in the Financial Times ranking when I was looking at universities. For example, I, I wanted to go to to one of the top schools, right? So uh, I knew that my list will be from probably uh, top top universities in Europe. So I started that, and then I looked into the website. I even talked to some of the some of the previous students of this program uh, at Imperial and some of the current students at the time when I was doing this due diligence.
0: That's great. Talking to current students and alumni is a really good way to find out more about about the programs that you're interested in and see if, if you think they're the, the right one for you. Um, did you consider any of our other programs? We do have several of the MBA options at Imperial, or, or was it specifically the weekend MBA? I was,
2: no, to be honest with you, I, I knew that I couldn't do full time because I had, to, I had to work at the same time. Uh, the, the other options that I had was either global, executive, or weekend MBA right? I think at, at that time with my accumulated working experience, years of working experience in an industry, I was, uh, I think executive MBA wasn't, wasn't probably the right choice. So I was thinking to weekend or global, which each of them has got their own, their own merits. But I thought that, okay, I've got this opportunity to come to the campus. So probably weekend MBA is, is best for me.
0: And the weekend MBA actually has a very unique structure. Can you explain to us a little bit about the format of, of how you study and, and the weekend element of the MBA? Sure, sure, yeah, absolutely. It's
2: effectively a long weekend during each month, which are basically composed of two 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 blocks, if you will. We are effectively going onto the we are going to the campus in a, in a weekend, which is um, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, we pretty much have lectures from, uh, from 9 in the morning until probably 5 o'clock or at some point, you know, 6 or 7 o'clock in the afternoon. And that will happen once, once a month until one block finishes and then we've got the exams of that and then the second block um, starts. Which which the first year of that, so these two blocks are effectively um, entail all of the all of the compulsory modules that we've got to that we've got to pass, and then there will there is there is another year after that which we need to select the elective modules and there and, and with elective modules we've got more of the flexibility. So what we can do is just try to tailor the the modules and the modules that we select towards our specific interest and probably time availability and that sort of thing.
0: That's really helpful. Thank you for, for explaining the, the structure a little bit more. What's been your experience studying the program so far?
2: There is a lot of work involved in this, right? It is it is fun, it is eye opening, it is it is extremely useful in terms of understanding um, the, the, the bigger picture, really seeing a practical view of how all of these tools and techniques are reduced to practice to run to run an organization and have an understanding of a of the business environment. But at the same time, I, I have to admit that. There is a lot of dedication, and and, and I would like to call it time investment involved in this, right? So if anyone thinks that it's going to be an easy ride, no, it's not going to be an easy ride. But again, based on the experience of other people and alumni and all that, everyone's saying without exception that it's worth it. It's definitely worth it, but you've got to invest in it.
0: And has anything surprised you about the program?
2: Yes, especially for the first block. It didn't really think that this is the level of dedication that is required to that. Although it's called like a part-time program, it just, just really requires dedication, understanding, doing the preparation work and all that. I don't know if surprising is the best term here. Because I, was, I, I had some distance from my, you know, academic life and university life. So going through that loop again and really feeling that you're a student, you know, all of those kind of stresses of the exam time, all that sort of thing. So those were some sorts of distant feeling that this program also helped me to, 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 to get closer to again.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that insight. And finally, what advice would you give to someone who is thinking about a part-time MBA program?
2: Be prepared to invest your time and, uh, and your available resource onto this um, to be able to get the maximized benefits of this. The other one is that make sure that you can widen your network. This program will, will give you the opportunity to meet people that you probably won't be able to meet in a normal circumstance in life, right? So make sure that that you, you really use this opportunity to be able to widen that ne- network and also make, make good friends for life.
0: That's really good advice, Barzin. Thank you very much for sharing that. And thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. No, thank
2: you very much. Thank you so much for having me.
0: That concludes this episode of Inside IB, your guide to admissions at Imperial College Business School. I've been your host, Amy Duckworth. And once again, thanks to our guests, Amanda Payne-Danson and Barzin Gavtash for giving us the inside scoop on part-time MBA programs at Imperial College Business School. To find out more about the programmes, head to the Imperial College Business School website. You can also read our admissions blog, which is linked in the description of this episode.